0: Welcome back to GlitchCast, episode number 27. This week, we are talking about Deadpool 2, formerly known as the untitled Deadpool sequel. Or DP2. Yeah, Yeah. DP2, good, yeah. yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, they changed those names, but Deadpool 2, we're talking about it. Everyone's favorite smart-ass character.
1: The Merc with a mouth.
0: Yep. Uh, We'll bring you some news, pretty pretty good lineup of news. Some big stories actually dropped today. Uh, Some TV news. Four trailers that I am very excited to talk about. Likewise, <laughs> uh, and then we'll get to the review, non-spoiler and spoiler as usual. Starting off, Warner Brothers is closing a fifty million dollar deal—fifty million dollars—for movie rights to Lin Manuel Miranda's *In the Heights*, uh, taking it off of the Weinstein's com- Weinstein, yeah, Weinstein Company's hands. Who cares? Uh, Butcher his
1: bankrupt-
0: name. Um, good call. Uh, so Lynn Manuel Miranda, in case you don't know, uh, created Hamilton, uh, started it, wrote it, did all the music for it, uh, and he did the music for Milana, I think. And you know, he's a he's a hot commodity now. And uh, In the Heights won four Tony Awards. Uh, it, uh, it, it, I, it, I think it took him a pretty long time to get it to get it up and running on Broadway. But uh, it's about a. Bodega owner in Washington Heights, uh, which I think is in New York City, uh, uh, who hits it big okay. and then uh, wants to move away until the people in the community and the community itself give him pause. So it sounds like it's supposed to be some sort of uh, heartfelt story, I guess. So
1: is it it's $50 million just for one movie or they, they got the rights they can make as many as they want?
0: Um, I, I guess they can make as many as they want. It kind of feels like something that you just like make one, but, uh, like it was a pretty, pretty successful Broadway play. So I think that is sort of why they're, why they're shooting for that amount. However, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, they have a director attached already. And then a writer has already written a script. Um, all three of them get first dollar gross, which is like a coveted thing for, people in movies to get mm-hmm. so basically like it's a little bit smaller upfront fee even though it's 50 million dollars but uh but like any money that comes from this movie before anything else is paid off it goes to them oh wow to like get their fees and stuff
1: uh so. never heard of this but uh not a self-proclaimed musical
0: guy i don't think you are either have you no. seen hamilton uh no, I've not seen Hamilton. I listened to the uh to the soundtrack or whatever that they put out mm. when it was like kind of like hot hot on yeah. Broadway, yeah. and I was like, holy shit, this is actually really good. Yeah, my wife D- plays I, it all
1: the time, and I'm like, I don't really have a frame of reference for this, so I can't really get into it. But I've heard it's incredible.
0: Yeah. Um. well I was. I, I've been trying to like figure this out. Hamilton feels like something that they would like have made into a movie
1: yeah I don't know why they haven't yet or
0: they like it would at least be in the process of like making maybe it he happen. doesn't
1: want that to happen I don't know
0: maybe I guess it could be something because like it's like they still do like traveling tours of it and stuff yeah so they like, want to make that that's money why they, don't wanna, yeah, yep. they don't want to cut away from that money um, interesting Uh, someone's making less money in this next news story Leonardo DiCaprio who is on for Quentin Tarantino's once upon a time in Hollywood took a 50% pay cut to work on the movie now i don't okay like what he usually makes 20 million dollars or something for a movie so he's making 10 million dollars and that 10 million is just going to helping to pay for other people or contributing to the budget obviously so it's like yeah okay good for him but also he's still making a ton of money so when i read the headline
1: the first thing i thought of was is he doing this for equal pay for another female actress or something and also, it reminded me of Jonah Hill taking a massive pay cut to work with Scorsese on Wolf mm-hmm. of Wall Street to also work with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, it's it makes it sound like it's some sort of honorable thing He's to just do. Which, doing yeah, it- I mean, which it which it is nice to like do that if you're such an in demand actor to help out like a production. But is he, it's also kind of like like what's his reasoning to take to work with Tarantino? Yeah, I think just to work on this movie and to allow Tarantino to have the budget to put everything that he wants in it.
1: Take a little hometown discount. Okay.
0: Yeah. <sighs> nice of him. Uh, something that uh, LeBron James will never do. No. Little ever. little sports talk for you pop culture fans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Next up, uh, It Chapter 2 news. So James McAvoy and Bill Hader have been in talks to play uh, Bill, right? That's his name. And uh, Richie. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yes. There we go. Basically the the wise cracking kid and then like the leader of the losers club. Uh, so they've been talks. They're officially confirmed for the sequel. And we have two more of the losers club signed on. We have James Ransone for Eddie, the sort of hypochondriac. Mm-hmm. and he was in uh, he was in the wire, he was in Sinister as like the small town cop. Um, and then Andy Bean is playing Stanley, the Jewish kid. Mm-hmm. And I had never heard of Andy Bean before. He looks and like
1: him, though. Looks he fine. He does. Yeah, yeah, they're
0: doing pretty good with like mm-hmm. with comparison. Apparently, Andy Bean was uh, most recently seen in the HBO series, here and now, in the Star series Power. I was kind of hoping
1: they'd, they'd just lay it out there and just land studs for every one of these yeah. roles, but like I just don't think the budget allows for it. They've already got Chastain, Hayter, McAvoy, three just you know, mm-hmm. it's just heavyweights. So yeah, they gotta they gotta fill it with some uh, some B tier actors.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure uh, the director Machete and the writer commanded a bit more for this yes. one after yeah. the success of the first <laughs> yeah. chapter. Yeah. So uh, and but I'm I'm fine with a couple like smaller smaller people yeah. being in some of the roles because I, f- I do feel like if they were all big timers it might get like I guess somewhat distracting. But uh, yeah, that's
1: true. Unknowns we'll, are, are fine. to We're just, to mix we're just it up. waiting
0: for Chris Pratt to be cast as a uh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, Next up, Universal's Dark Universe, not Monster Universe. The
1: Dark Universe,
0: yep. Dark Universe is not quite dead just yet, it seems, says BloodyDisgusting.com. Apparently there's this artist that posted on Instagram last week that uh, he was at Universal Studios to help with some classic... Universal Pictures work mm-hmm. and he was like I'm excited to bring uh, to bring stuff to the screen and basically the last thing he said was uh, monster things in the work which mm-hmm. is essentially referencing like the dark universe or at least this is what people are inferring because you know he's like an artist.
1: Dracula, the up. mummy yeah. wolfman. Yeah. So did you read the reddit thread on this?
0: I did. I saw one person yeah. who said that they work for Universal. And he's they like I, we capacity. are
1: all pushing them to go yeah. like the dark classical route none of this action bs like tom cruise and uh everybody was so behind them and just hope that's the route they take
0: yeah the uh the commenter said that basically like so many people are pushing it but he thinks that he or she thinks that uh the wolfman that benicio del toro movie Mm -hmm. that came out like whatever 10 years ago is what's scaring them off and also the fact that like gothic horror kind of stuff like that hasn't done like like what's the only other one that's been made Crimson Peak and that didn't make very much money so. yeah
1: that's true that is so, true like, I,
0: I can get it but also you have the IP like you have the brand name and if you make it seem like a cool thing instead of like Tom Cruise running around with a dead new girl character like yeah and
1: did you see Wolfman? I remember it being all right. Like, I remember liking it. No, I didn't. I, didn't. Um,
0: I don't know anything about Wolfman. Oh, yeah. Honest. Yeah, I
1: saw it. I, I remember it being cool. I think Anthony Hopkins is in it, I think, too. I remember it mm. fondly. Um, but I guess it didn't do great at the box office. But maybe it was just before its time. I think people are ready. Crimson Peak was a little too weird. Like, th- these are these are IPs that people recognize. And I think if you do it right. yeah, Yeah.
0: yeah. It all seems so easy in theory to be honest and let's just do it. It should be easy. Yeah, I know we should. Um, I'm pretty sure like half of them half of them 'em gotta be like open public domain. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next up, this so we don't want never want to get too political on anything. Uh, Rashida Jones, who was originally attached to Toy Story Four to be like the main creative force behind it. She was gonna co write it and co direct it, I believe, uh departed I had no idea. Toy That's- Story Four. Um And basically, this interview came out where she said it was complicated and cited Pixar's bad track record of women directors, which is true. I don't, I think they've had one um, in like their entire history, which you know sort of reflected of the rest of the industry as well. I will just say, obviously, there should be more equal opportunity for just like female directors because it's pretty skewed correct there but i commented essentially that same exact thing on reddit when i saw this yeah just like a very lighthearted thing i was like because the the thread was already just like a shit show yeah and i was like oh i i my first comment was like oh my god so this is kind of gross in this thread right now because of a few people that are clearly just you know trash people and then i went and just said i was like The argument is that there should be equal opportunity, not, like, the male directors are bad or something like that. Right, right. It's just, like, they should have an equal chance to get the job. And, you know, I got whatever. I got, like, probably the most upvotes I've ever gotten on anything. And not that I, I don't, like, post that much on Reddit because of this reason. But the amount of people that came at me just for saying, like, equal opportunity and then, like... There was, like, two people that, like, came at me and said, like, fair things that, like, we had, like, a good discussion about. But then there was, like, 15 others that were going crazy. And I was just like, oh, my God. They were just the opposite side of the
1: spectrum that were just super, like, neck beardy. Yeah, terrible. Did they get downvoted into oblivion or were some people agreeing um, with them?
0: I was surprised that uh, there was only, like, two of them that got downvoted, like, into the negatives. Mm -hmm. And a couple others were either, like, hovering around, like, the 10 upvotes to, like... 15 to 20
1: there are some cesspools on reddit it there it was
0: some... it was brutal some dude told me to go back to my safe space and i was like that didn't like i don't even i wasn't even like getting upset or yeah, anything you didn't I was get just triggered you're just <laughs> <Yeah>. discussing something <laughs> so this just just be careful on reddit so <laughs> um we're next, more um, we're usually
1: more lurkers on reddit because yeah, sometimes yeah, you exactly. interact and it is bad news
0: I, I will say I was happy that I made a new Reddit account a separate from the one that I previously had that has, like, part of my name in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to, like, you know, like, for certain things. And I made, like, a new one because I was starting to comment more, and I was like, I want to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make a new one. So I made, like, a completely fake name. So uh, Well, people
1: know who you are now on this podcast, exactly. and we know oh, your fuck. true feelings that you're – you think You're women right. should be equal to men, so prepare for the hate. The hate know, they're mail.
0: After, they're going to come after me. Uh, next up, this story came out today. This is a big story. Uh, I've seen some conflicting stuff on whether it's confirmed or it's talks, but we're going to err on the side of caution here. Jake Gyllenhaal is in talks for the Spider-Man sequel uh, to be the villain Mysterio. So Mysterio is a wrestler, right? From uh, WWF. <laughs> so this seems pretty cool. Um, kind it's of an interesting du- route. That they're WWF
1: going Marvel crossover MCU WWF. So this will be neat. No, um, we're not comic book nerds. And I had to Google Mysterio to see what he looked like. And he's this dude with like a glass helmet. What does he do? Do you know? Did you do any research?
0: I did not do any research <laughs> on Mysterio. I just saw that he was a classic villain. Okay, yeah, no, and I... part part of the Sinister Six, which if apparently they're trying to build up to, which is well, the they tried, they got in, in the last, which is the yeah. problem that they got into in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Mm. But apparently... And oh, uh, also, uh, Michael Keaton will be back for the sequel. Nice. Who knows, him like, how much? Because he's in prison. A but, smaller
1: uh, capacity, but... I want we'll to what, see what his po- powers are. Powers
0: and abilities. Oh, this is um, way too long. So, we, we had talked about this a little bit earlier in our Slack channel, but uh, you had brought up that you're hoping that this doesn't take away... So, Jake Gyllenhaal was being rumored for the Batman to, like, yep. replace Ben Affleck in mm-hmm. the Batman movie. Um, I guess up- I don't even know. Is Ben Affleck doing the one Batman movie anymore? Is it? There a used thing? to be I like every
1: other month out. there'd be news about something yeah. changing and now it's just radio silent. Yeah. I think they're giving everybody time
0: to forget about Justice League <laughs> before they <laughs> announce something. Well, someone that's never going to forget about Justice League is me. Yes, because same. I don't want Jake Gyllenhaal, one of my favorite actors, to go anywhere near the DC universe. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Um, i was
1: actually hoping this wouldn't pull him away from that i'd love to see him as batman and i think yeah i was saying like you you forget we did have really good batman very recently it's just it's been
0: tainted ever since nolan left exactly you know. and it's just like i like i don't even know how to put it into words it's just like it feels like it's just been so off and so bad that no matter what i just feel like even if the movie is good i'm gonna be sitting there i'm gonna be like, yeah like, like it could be like a good movie like a good batman movie or something and i'd be like this is this is okay
1: you mean with ben affleck and the old that and that crew and yeah like just with anything right yeah. yeah so you're you're basically saying it would have to be a full reboot for you to care again
0: yeah i need i need like five years before a- and, I then reboot, yeah, and then a full reboot full director full reboot, yeah, like a
1: director you like signed on for five years yeah yeah, yeah.
0: and they do actually have a good director signed on they do um, yeah and i would be interested to, i like he makes me interested a little bit but it's just god it's just i don't know what warner brothers or the people at dc are doing that like they can't figure it out it's just like they do this weird balancing between oh no it needs to be lighthearted they're and comedy just trying to catch series. up to marvel no matter guess. yeah i guess oh god um all right did you find mysterio's
1: uh, abilities it's way too long of a thing okay. it's like <laughs> four paragraphs long
0: All right, well, we're going to leave you uh, with the mystery of finding out what mysterious abilities are. Uh, Next up, Toho is ditching Shin Godzilla 2 in favor of a massive kaiju-filled cinematic universe. Andy, I'm going to let you take this one.
1: So Shin Godzilla, I actually saw, it was a really good Godzilla movie, and Toho owns the rights to Godzilla, and they basically sell them out and let, uh, who is it, distribute it? Lionsgate? Somebody. I can't remember. Is it Lionsgate? Yeah, I think so. Um, so they did the one that you saw a couple years ago, and that's completely separate from this news. But essentially, we're going to have a Japanese and Americanized version of this monster kaiju-filled cinematic universe. So right now, we're building towards Godzilla versus King Kong, Godzilla 2, and we're also going to have Japanese versions, fully Japanese spoken dialogue and everything so we're basically going to have two separate kaiju universes: one Japanese, one United States. Um, Shin Godzilla was a really good movie. It really made a lot of waves. It won a lot of awards in Japan.
0: Yeah, um, I didn't see that.
1: So the fact that they're building out the building out kind of the the Godzilla's that I grew up with with different kaijus and stuff is is cool news.
0: Uh, I just looked up the uh, the MonsterVerse, which is what the like the the uh, the uh, American Godzilla universe is going to be is uh, distributed by. Warner Brothers <laughs> Warner and Brothers. Legendary Entertainment.
1: Legendary, uh, that's what I was. I, I knew it was an L. Yeah. Um.
0: Okay. Yeah, all right. All right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. You need to watch, watch Shane many, Godzilla. I don't it's, watch. Yeah. I don't. You don't watch, watch
1: many, too many uh, dub, or n- don't even watch the dub version. Obviously, you don't watch any no, foreign. No too many foreign films.
0: Uh, not too many. I I've watched like a couple in the past couple of years, like some French and some Korean. Apparently, Korean films are really good. There's one that I'm actually really interested that has been uh, talked about out of uh, Can. Film festival which that is was last week. Uh, Burning mm-hmm. Stephen Young, oh, yeah. who played Saw Glenn, isn't it? Yeah. Did you ever see um, Train to Busan? Have you heard of that one? No, I do need to watch that though.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've heard it's an amazing, I think, Korean zombie film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll yeah. have to give that a watch.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, and last up, movie news: John Wick Three, which is in production right now, has added a few people to the cast here. They added Halle Berry mm-hmm. as the film's female lead, Sophia, um, who is apparently not a villain. So, old friend, new love interest. We'll see. Uh, Angelica Houston uh, as the director, villain. Yeah, yep. one. I guess one of a million villains in yep. this movie since he's uh, Asia. Kate Dillon, who was on Billions, I guess, uh, as the adjudicator of the high table, and then Jason Manzukis, who was in the league in Brooklyn Nine Nine <laughs> yes. and a bunch of other stuff, as the TikTok man. Which, I don't know if I've ever been more excited just hearing the name and an actor together.
1: <laughs> that is hilarious. And weirdly <laughs> enough, that there's a character in the Dark Tower cinematic, uh, not cinematic, uh, that universe is dead. Uh, the Dark Tower novels that's called the TikTok Man, and he's a villain. I wonder if that's an homage to that. But Jason is always great in uh, mm-hmm. small and medium quantities. Hopefully yeah, he can yeah. provide some, uh, some, some comic relief to the usually serious John Wick series.
0: Yeah. Uh, I will plug another podcast quick. Uh, How did this get made? He does that with uh, Paul Shear and Paul Shear's wife, June Diane Raphael. And they just basically watch bad movies and just talk about them for like two hours, and it's hilarious. (laughs) Um, And then they added some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. actor Mark DeCasco's. Uh, as an assassin named Zero, and then uh, a couple of martial arts guys and dudes from The Raid, which was a pretty Ooh. badass action movie. So, nice. um And that's added on to Lawrence Fishburne, Ian McShane, Lance Reddick, basically everyone that you've already seen. Same directors back. Um, I don't know how I feel about Halle Berry. She just hasn't really been in good stuff in. I can't remember. Years.
1: I mean, she was in X Men Apocalypse, I think. That's the last thing I remember her in. She was in a movie that yes, yeah. reminded me of what would happen if I was ever kidnapped and what my mother would do <laughs> called Kidnapped, <laughs> uh, where she's like, you messed with she, the wrong mom driving a van. She was in like, a,
0: like, a movie almost identical to that, except she played like a 911 yep, operator instead one. of me and the mom called mm-hmm. like, The Call.
1: The Call. And it was like the yeah. same exact movie. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, she's picked some stinkers, but uh, hopefully this turns it around for her. Because, I mean, she's yeah. obviously a great actress. She's yeah. won awards like, up yeah. the ass.
0: I guess she's she's just been cashing them checks. Where's Swordfish
1: 2? Come on.
0: (laughs) Uh, um, So that's it for movie news. TV news now. Cable has lost 3.4 million TV customers since 2012. What? I'm surprised it's not more, to be honest. It feels like there should be more.
1: And the the Um, general thinking is, like, that's not a lot in the grand scheme of things, but it is when you think about how it should have grown because population is growing to like it is actually a decent amount. Yeah. And you got to imagine all the people who, when I went to go cancel my TV, they said, we'll give you the internet package you want for $10 less as long as you keep cable. So they gave me a box. I never hooked it up and I got a $10 off discount. Eventually out of principle, I returned it and said, no, I don't want your discount. I don't want to count as a number for your freaking board of directors to say, you have me as a TV <laughs> subscriber. Cut the cord. <laughs> So, this is this is good news.
0: Yeah, I just don't, like, I don't know, like, when everything is going to implode and, like, what's going to happen. Yeah. Because, essentially, it just feels like it's going to be, like, this weird never-ending cycle where it goes, like, we're going to lose cable, and then we're just going to have, like, a billion streaming services, and then it's going to be, like, a company tries bundling the streaming services, yeah. and it's just going to be the same thing as cable, except it's of streaming.
1: It's essentially just content delivered over a different cord. Yeah. Instead of coax, yeah. it's Ethernet. Like, that's yeah. all it is. Yeah. And the internet comes via coax, and then it's. I'm not going to get into that, but <laughs> it's still a cord, guys.
0: Uh, next up, this is also just interesting in terms of streaming. Rooster Teeth, who, what started out as a YouTube channel?
1: Dude, I was watching Rooster Teeth when I was in early high it, school. They do,
0: like, the halo thing. They did the... Red
1: versus Blue, which yeah. is essentially. Uh, screen-recorded captures of video game Halo in-game, just people na- navigating the heads up and down of the video game characters, then dubbing it over with voices, mm-hmm. and they made a little web series, and now they're making full-on stuff with... Rob M- say his last name for me.
0: Uh, Rob, Rob McKelleny?
1: Sure. I mean, this is big news. They, I didn't know that... I know they made a bunch of machinima, they made a bunch of like video game-type little short movies and stuff, but they've come a long way.
0: Yeah, so uh, so Rooster Teeth has ordered an animated horror comedy uh, series from, actually from RCG Productions, which is the so- it's always sunny crew with Rob McElhenney who plays Mac uh, as the executive producer. He actually didn't create it; uh, it was another writer. Um, but basically, this is about a like a very famous horror icon or horror villain that uh, goes and slaughters a family and then realizes that they have a baby girl and decides to take it back and to live with him to raise it but the twist is that he lives with other horror icons i'm sold yeah which sounds hilarious to be honest and the only way this would work is as animated too so yes it sounds great um this will be on Rooster Teeth's own streaming service, oh, which isn't even which is even YouTube Red or anything. It's I was like their assuming own streaming YouTube Red, service, but of
1: course they're trying to start their own service. Which is
0: yeah, they're selling like their streaming service is like four ninety nine per month, um, but they have like eight other shows in production mm. or like to like start going in addition to like I guess whatever else they have. So it's hmm. kind of crazy. Um, kind of interesting that I, I guess he's shifting over to like Rooster Teeth, but I mean hmm. I don't know. I mean. Is he trying
1: to do bigger, like, big movies or anything? I mean, Charlie Day's career he's, has taken off in movies, but maybe he's just not into that, and this is more his he, thing.
0: He's attached to direct and write the uh, Minecraft movie. Moving on. <laughs> Next up, Cash Cab has been renewed at Discovery Channel. Cash Cab's been off the air for eight years, probably uh maybe like a little less but ben bailey is gonna be back the original host he's back um wait it
1: is back though already isn't
0: it is it i yeah it this ca- was like this this was an exclusive story from today like three hours right. before we're recording it, this. it, it came
1: back though wait what i th- swear to god i read this news a year ago uh,
0: may 14th exclusive cash cab renewed 10 a.m But I think it's
1: been back for like a year, and this is just renewing it. Huh. I was wondering why I put this on here, actually. I might be fully wrong, but I swear to God. Did I
0: miss that Cash Cab was back? I
1: think you did. Oh, my God. Yeah, because look, if you go to IMDb 2017, there have were eight episodes aired in
0: 2017. (laughs) Oh, son of a... Only eight episodes, though? Wow. Yeah, that's weird. Well, I feel dumb now. Um, but they
1: were celebrity editions.
0: Oh, so maybe it's just like a special occasion.
1: I, I swear to God, I heard this news a year ago because I remember tagging a buddy of mine on Facebook and he was like, yes, I love Cash Cab. <laughs> Hagen, of course. <laughs> and uh, But hey, it's coming back. Apparently it, it made enough of a splash to warrant a, a, a quote-unquote renewal.
0: I guess. Uh, interesting that they're going to be – I guess like cabs are probably still pretty prevalent in New York. Cash Uber. Um. yeah, Cashew. I'm surprised that, like, HQ hasn't tried doing some sort of tie-in with Lyft or Uber yet. Yeah. It's only a matter of time.
1: Yeah. Is that thing still going, by the way? HQ? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you still play? Yeah. Uh, I play, like, once every other day. So, guys, HQ is a live game show at
1: 2 p.m. and 8 p.m. every night where you answer game questions and you can win prizes with other people. Yeah. There's a lot of cheating that happens. The yeah. host is insufferable. But I played for a little while.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh it's fun. If you need like a quick ten minutes to lapse out and to, to, like to you're try and win something. money, yeah. The uh, the show at Discovery Channel that I want renewed would be it takes a thief. Did you ever watch that show?
1: No, no. I stopped oh watching Discovery my. Channel when they stopped making educational content.
0: Oh my god! It takes a thief is educational. Okay, they had like they had like former like burglars Ooh. that basically like ran the show, and they would have them go and like break into people's houses like with like the people's consent obviously oh, and okay. like basically just like and then come out and like tell them how easy it was for them to break in like everything that they could have stolen and then they basically tell them how to like fix up their house to like have better security and then they go and try and break in again nice that sounds and interesting. it was it was super entertaining it, it might be it, it might be like the best reality show i think i've ever watched in my life wow it was great yeah um next up the Orville Season 2 is going to premiere on Sunday, December 30th. Andy. I know. If you recall, listeners, if you recall or were not listening at they this don't. point. They uh, do <laughs> We made a bet that uh, the Orville, depending on the Orville's Season 2 renewal status, if it did get renewed, Andy was going to have to watch the first season and watch the second season mm. once it was on. If it didn't, I don't know what the... I think you would made. have
1: had to do something. Yeah, yeah. you would have had uh, to watch and review Paddington. I think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which would have been a treat. I
0: think. Yeah, which yeah, it sounds great. Uh, but anyways, obviously the Orville season two is happening, and it's going to be right at the end of the year. You got you got seven months. You got All seven right, months.
1: I'll, I'll have it. I'll have it watched and reviewed by December thirtieth. I'm um. a man of my word.
0: And you have to watch season two. As uh, this going yeah,
1: I, on. I I got, I'm on it.
0: All right, all right, all right. Damn it. So maybe that maybe that be those will be installments. We can check in with you on yes, the Orville. How's it going throughout the yeah. season? <laughs> uh, next up, Arrested Development season five is going to be split in half. Why? So we this get is dumb. So we get half the season this week. No, next week. Uh, I think May 29th, and then. Uh, And then the rest of the season in a couple months, I think in August. Basically, the reason that they're doing this is so it's eligible for the Emmys this year, and then eligible for the Emmys next year.
1: Is this the first time Netflix has done this? They have done it with a couple other shows, I believe. I think they not as high prior or high profile shows. I
0: think they did it with Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, mm. for its third season or something and they're actually doing it with Kimmy Schmidt again mm. for this final season that I think it's having uh, but outside of that I don't know if they did it with anyone else they did they did the split thing with the Get Down I think mm, okay. um, originally but I don't know if that was for Emmys I think it was just kind of for shits and gigs just to see how it would work this just feel I don't know it just feels weird <laughs>
1: I don't, I don't, I wouldn't mind the whole episode a week type thing that Netflix yeah. does. Cause like, I like talking about stuff that I watch with other people. Like, do you mm. watch Westworld last night? Like, I don't yeah. think, I don't think Westworld would be as fun as is if it was just dumped, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. I'm not too upset.
0: I just think it's weird because it's going to be like, oh, okay, we're going to watch, like, everyone's going to binge eight episodes right away. Forget about and it. it's going to be yeah. three months and then you're going to have the next eight, eight episodes. So, uh, yeah, it just, it just feels weird. Yeah. Uh, Last news story of the week, Lord of the Rings, the TV series that Amazon is committing a billion dollars to is going to follow a young Aragorn for the first season.
1: First of all, billion dollars. <laughs> it just sounds like something Dr. Evil came up with. Like that's so much money. Uh, second of all, so is this confirmed like young Aragorn is what the series is about?
0: Not just not the entire series, the first season.
1: Is it is it anthology or it's going to maybe set up to something they have else. not. They
0: they haven't specified exactly like w- how it's gonna mm. work out. Um, it sounds like maybe if the first season is like somewhat successful, depending on like what people like about the first season, maybe they'll do some sort of anthology thing when they follow you know different characters that we know. I guess, yeah. but uh, but it sounds like I uh, apparently Aragorn was like ninety years old or something when he did like like when he was like whatever. Yeah, he was in the Fellowship yeah. of the Ring, so he has like a bunch of backstory. So. Hmm.
1: Who's it your could... pick for young Aragorn?
0: Man, I don't I I have no idea. Just, I, I just give know. me Vigo de aged. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's the goat. Ian, you, you, Ian McKellen wants to come back as Gandalf. Oh my so god.
1: Just bring all back. They already tried to de age him in the Hobbit and he still looked old as hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man. He's a uh, national
1: treasure, but still like Yeah don't taint my memory more than you, you know, already did from the like, habit he's like
0: he's like he's like 90 years old yeah How he's that he, he i, to I to hate say say it, to say it but that staff anymore. he won't be
1: alive by the time they start shooting why did i say that out loud move on <laughs>
0: <laughs> edit it that's it for news this week we got four trailers to talk about four upcoming movies to talk about first up bohemian rhapsody which is about queen um directed by dexter fletcher who made Eddie the Eagle and is going to make the Elton John fantasy oh, okay. musical that's yep, coming up. Yep. Next, uh, both Taron Egerton movies. There you go. Not this one, though. This is Remy Malik from Mr. Robot as Freddie Mercury. Don't know anyone else that's in the movie off the top of my head. Um, basically, this is about Queen up until when they played the Live Aid performance, which was like just an insane concert that they did. Um, but then it's nothing after that. Hmm. The trailer looks fun. It looks interesting. It does, I, yeah. I, I mean, it's hard to not like Queen. Like, I right. don't know how you couldn't like at least one or two Queen songs. And that's why I,
1: I think they did the trailer like this. Because mm-hmm. there are people who they only have heard of We Will Rock You. Right? Or, yeah. or maybe and Bohemian Rhapsody. But then you, they put in Killer Queen. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. I had no idea that that's Queen too. Yeah. They, they just tidbitted all those songs. So you, anybody yeah. who's heard those is going to get pumped for that.
0: Yeah. I do actually think it was it was a good trailer. Yeah. Just the thing for me is I just wish it was about Freddie Mercury and like his entire life, or not his entire life, but like at least what happens after that. Yeah, <laughs> um, The
1: fact that it'll probably be two little anecdotes at the end. it's kind of disappointing.
0: Yeah. Uh so the the story behind it is essentially Sasha Baron Cohen who played Borat and <laughs> Bruno and uh I'm Bruno <laughs> other stuff, uh, was like Really behind this Freddie Mercury biopic and like had a script, and they really wanted to make it and star in it. But essentially, the living Queen members did not want it made, they wanted it to be more about Queen and not like be so dark and stuff like that. And so, basically, they stepped in, they wouldn't let it happen, and so that's how we ended up with this. And it just kind of sucks because Sasha Baron Cohen is like a almost like a dead ringer, a ringer. for Freddie yeah. Mercury. And I think Sacha Baron is actually, like, a really good actor, despite mm-hmm. all the stupid shit that he does. So that's, like, a movie that I just, like, wish I could see. But I guess we we have this. Remy Malek looks fine, though.
1: Yeah, he looks good. Um, and, obviously, we love him from iRobot. And, of course, Night at the Museum. So um, <laughs> I think he'll be fine in this. And, yeah, it looks like a fun time.
0: <laughs> uh, next up is The Happy Time Murders. This stars Melissa McCarthy. A mm-hmm. bunch of Muppets, uh, Joel McHale, Stanley from The Office, The Office, right? yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, oh, my God. Why can't Maya Rudolph, a bunch of other people. It's directed by Jim Henson's son. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Clearly, the apple's fallen far from the tree.
0: <laughs> and uh, so this is about – this is an R-rated movie starring the Muppets, or at least Muppet-like characters – with uh melissa mccarthy's a detective she has a muppet detective alongside of her and there's someone going around killing muppets and puppets whatever you want to call them and they're investigating it and it is hard R. the trailer ends with a muppet mm. getting it on in his office and then spraying silly string as every climaxes yes. everywhere and there's just like hard R jokes throughout the entire trailer it was i heard about it because apparently it played before some showings of deadpool 2 it did I for mine too 2. and it was the first time i <laughs> saw it
1: i'll tell you my experience after you tell me yours
0: and uh i didn't get it at deadpool 2 oh, yeah. but i like heard about it just sort of like hearing from people that have seen deadpool 2 uh whatever like on opening day and they're like you guys gotta like watch this trailer and i didn't watch it until today and i was like expecting it i was thinking it was going to be funny and I was just like, it was more just like cringeworthy. I didn't even think it was like all that funny.
1: It was pretty cringy for me as well. Um, especially, I was kind of into it for the first thirty seconds. Then I saw Melissa McCarthy pop up coming straight off her, her dud uh, life of the party. I was like, oh no. And then I'll be honest, I did laugh at the very end. Not at, oh yeah, not at the first.
0: Yeah, the, quote unquote
1: yeah. session, but the yeah. fact that there was a six-second pause and then another yeah, session, yeah. <laughs> everybody in the theater was like quiet mm-hmm. for the first one, and then uh, all right, you got me. But it it seemed like Team America, but not, but trying too hard.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and that is exactly like the perfect way to put it is trying too hard. Like it's like a couple of teenagers were right. like, you know, what would be funny is if we like put our entire sense of humor and like over swearing and all that kind of stuff and put it into this children's thing and just let it happen and have no sort of holding back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So, I don't know. And, like, I I like Melissa McCarthy, so, like, I thought it might be okay, and I love Joel McHale, and I just...
1: And you know I'm how much excited. I love Stanley from The Office, so... <clears throat>
0: yeah.
1: We talk about that almost every mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah, yeah.
0: All, all the time. Uh, Next up is another <laughs> just hilarious <laughs> idea, I guess, except it's a true story. Uh, Black Really? Klansman, yeah, Black Klansman, coming from Spike Lee... Uh, executive executive produced by Jordan Peele, who made Get Out, um, starring Denzel Washington's son John David Washington and Adam Driver. This is about uh, a couple of cops in uh, Colorado Springs, I believe it is. Who basically, there's a black cop that starts out and he calls David Duke, who was like the leader of the KKK, and played by Topher Grace. Played by Topher Grace. <laughs> I started dying. Yeah. And convinces him that he's, like, a white man that wants to join the KKK and, like, wants to help out and, like, has all these ideas. And, basically, he teams up with Adam Driver, who's another detective. um, And they essentially, like, act like they're the same person. Except, like, uh, the the black guy just does it all over the phone. And then whatever the white detective would just go and do everything in person. And I don't know. Like, I don't want to read up and find out exactly what happens. I don't either. But... This looks wild, and when I first heard about this movie, like, I whatever, everyone said it was a true story, but I didn't know that it was, I thought it was going to be, like, a serious thing, and this looks like some sort of, like, almost slapstick comedy at it times. It looks hilarious. Yeah. yeah.
1: From the opening call to him, <laughs> yeah. where he just opens, like, hey, how's it going? I just want to state right away, since you asked, and the guy didn't ask, boy, do I hate black people, <laughs> and then he just goes on, and everybody in the office is looking at him, like, what is happening? yeah it looked yeah it looks really funny
0: um yeah and i don't particularly like spike lee all that much um and i don't know if i've liked any movie that he's made since like inside man. did he make inside man i don't know um which has been like t- 15 years anyways uh but this apparently performed really well it can uh it won an award it didn't win like the biggest award but it won a, won a award um so I'm pumped for this. I think it comes out at the end of the summer. It might get pushed even for like awards stuff. So I'm very excited. Also Denzel Washington's son. I like if you were just hearing his voice, there's a moment where he was like narrating or it was just a voiceover. And I was like, is that, is that Denzel? Yeah. Looks and sounds <laughs> just like him. Yeah. Um, so pump for that. Uh, go watch that trailer if you haven't. And I mean, at least read up like a little bit on the story. Cause that's just insane. Uh, Last trailer of the week is Mowgli. This just so, hit today. Yeah, just hit today. This is uh, from Andy Serkis, famous mocap actor. Uh, nah, played Gollum. <laughs> there you go, Caesar, and the Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and those movies. Uh, so this is about the Jungle Book, except darker and sort of like not as like Disneyed up as it has been. Um, this, I. I'm. I thought it into good. This. Yeah. I thought it looked great. I was expecting to be
1: like, "Oh, this is like a volcano slash Dante's Peak scenario," where <laughs> the same movies coming out. Yeah, uh, there, there's all those movie pairs that have come out, mm-hmm. and this looks a, a re, like truly a different tone, and almost a very different retelling of the story. Please silence your cell phones. Um, <laughs> And the first thing did you when Shriek Shere Khan or Shri Khan started talking, I was like, "Wow, Andy Circus is doing a really good Benedict Cumberbatch uh, impression." But it is Benedict Cumberbatch.
0: I straight up thought Andy Circus was doing like all of the talking. Yeah. And for like all the characters, but, like Christian Bale's doing the the Panther. Oh no! Nice. And I was like, and I was like, oh wow, Andy Circus just really doing that. Andy Circus is playing Baloo.
1: Yeah. Who was played by Bill Murray in yeah. the last movie? <laughs> which is hilarious.
0: It's wild. Um, I I will say I was a little, I was sold on how the animals looked at first. I was like, oh wow, they yeah, look me really too. good. But then, but then there was other moments where they kind of looked a little bit the too wolves. cartoony. The yeah. wolves,
1: the wolves looked Isle Isle of Dogs like. Yeah,
0: yeah, like it's that off putting
1: dog stuff. snout yeah. design. I was like, what yeah. the hell? But there were some other animals that looked really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah. I can't. I don't know the panther's name, but the panther looked amazing.
1: The panther um, is and the tiger Bagheera. Really, Bagheera, yeah. And the tiger Bagheera. is Shere Khan or Shere Khan. I can't yep. remember
0: Shere Khan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty pumped for this. I like the. I mean, I liked the Jungle Book version that was, you know, very kitty that Jon yeah. Favreau made. But uh, I'm very into this. I think it looks great. Same, same here. Um. All right, so that is it for trailers this week. Time for Deadpool Two review time we're gonna get real nasty r-rated with it We're really gonna um, because we it's to. deadpool it's deadpool i mean what else would we do
1: i think it'd be really funny if we it. tried to do a review with not swearing <laughs> but <laughs> but we're not gonna
0: really buttoned up yeah we're not gonna do that so you know Cover your ears. Be prepared. Earmuffs. Uh, we'll start out with a non-spoiler review, just uh, right off the bat. Um, Ryan Reynolds is back. Josh Brown is in this as Cable. Not Willing? Thanos. Not Thanos. No, it's not Thanos. Nope. Uh, the kid from Hunter, Hunt for the Wilder People is in it as some sort of child mutant that's got some problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Zazie Beats from Atlanta as Domino. TJ Miller's back. TJ Miller is back. Blind Al is back. I don't know who plays her. Dorp- um, Dopinder is back. Yep, Dopinder is back. Bigger role. Mm-hmm. Bigger role. Um, um, um,
1: the girlfriend. What's her? Or not the wife. Girlfriend. Um,
0: yep, Vanessa Monica- played by Marina Marina yeah, Baccarin, yeah, 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 yeah. Is back. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't. I don't really want to get to. I let me say this. The marketing they've done has been really good. As to not give away the movie.
1: Yeah, we could go into the story, but we can't, I don't really. want to. We yeah. can't. Um, yeah. I was very pleasantly surprised that the third act goes places that, boy, I did not expect. Mm-hmm. And, yes, the marketing was genius because there are so many surprises in this movie. You might think this yeah. is a paint-by-the-number sequel, but Deadpool's never going to do you like that. <laughs> this this was great.
0: Yeah, I was uh, I was astounded. There, I, I will say, uh, so this movie is hilarious it is absolutely hilarious yes and i think it's funnier than the first one
1: it might be funnier the first one but for me there were more jokes that didn't land but i think there was just more jokes in general so that's okay
0: that's a good way to put it i would say that the highs in deadpool 2 beat the highs in deadpool 1 but yes. the lows outweigh the amount of lows in Deadpool.
1: There were very few cringy, like, oh, that is just dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this one, I'm like, Meh, you, you keep going there, and it's not yeah, that funny. The, yeah, there was a
0: couple that they kept going back to. There's yeah. there's one in particular that feels like it's sort of trying to, like, attack millennials, I guess. Yeah, it was that, basically that, Hello like, was, Fellow Kids. It was, like, funny at first, and mm-hmm. they, like, went back to it four times and it might be like one of the they might have gone back to it a fifth time as like one of the last jokes in the movie and i was like
1: no one's laughing at this anymore (laughs) but you said it right the the funny parts outweigh the funny parts Mm -hmm. in in deadpool one but yeah there's some cringy stuff
0: and it's it's i don't think they overdo the the fourth wall breaking um i think they balance it out nice it's very meta obviously but there's a difference (laughs) between meta jokes and fourth wall breaking jokes and uh and I think that those are those are balanced out nicely. I do actually would have liked to have like a little bit more of fourth wall breaks, but uh, but I mean the meta stuff works so well.
1: They they had you they had they they were throwing so many at you where it was almost it was so much. He was referencing. D- the DC Universe, the MCU Universe, who's referencing himself in Deadpool, just everything you can think of. Nothing. There was nothing off-limits for them to do in this movie, both from a reference standpoint and a story standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um. And, at, and at certain parts of the movie, I didn't like this at first. It took me a while to just swallow this pill, but I just had to go whatever it's Deadpool this yeah. doesn't there's this doesn't make any sense and doesn't work logically there's nothing you can say that would make this story beat work and it's plot hole not a major, major plot hole but you just gotta go whatever it's
0: Deadpool yeah um I will say that uh this I would n- even though I liked it a lot I wouldn't classify it as like a like a great movie um it has like it has emotional stakes, in a way, mm-hmm. that, you know, are fine, but it just kind of, it, it doesn't feel right, and there's not, like, enough character development. Even though I really liked most of the supporting characters, mm-hmm. it just didn't feel like they developed them enough. Um, felt like there was a lacking a little bit there, and it felt like there was, like, there was weird pacing and this kind of stuff. But, like, again, it's just like when the highs are high, they're really, really high. Like, they're better than most other things. It just, happens, it just so happens that they do have a fair amount of lows.
1: I think the the emotional beats really worked for me. There there are some scenes in this movie there I was surprised. I was like, "Damn, this is this is touching."
0: Um, uh, yeah, there there is one scene I will say. Yeah. Yes, was, yeah.
1: But then there are others that I'm like, "Yeah, I don't have enough time, mm-hmm. that, so I don't care about this relationship." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the story felt really fresh while also feeling familiar. There was a lot of Deadpool yeah. doing his own thing, but then you have Deadpool teaming up with people, and you've never mm-hmm. obviously we've never seen that before. Um, what did you think about him teaming up with people? We'll, we'll talk more about. The team later but I thought they handled it really well and great yeah. dynamics between both Negasonic and um, Colossus, Colossus but also with yeah. all the new people too
0: yeah yeah no they uh they have Deadpool down to a T they do and I don't know like it's a combination of the writing and just how well Ryan Reynolds is like in love with this character and how good he is at playing it um
1: I was talking to my wife on the way home think about I I, I, would, I would wager to say you cannot think about anybody else who could play this role no like even even if we were to like rate people who would be close to Ryan Reynolds in this role we wouldn't get close to like a 7 out of 10 for like someone who could handle it
0: Ryan Reynolds is like he's like a 12 out of 10 and no one else could could come close to being like oh they would be great in this role like it's just I don't it's just insanity how like perfectly he is tied up and he's covered in a mask half the time he's covered in makeup the rest of the time so it's just like incredible that he does that with that how, with what he has to work yeah. with. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what did you think about the action in this movie and how the budget affected um, what you saw? From both an I, action, a fight, set piece, hand-to-hand, shooting, and also like the CG and how that looked.
0: Uh, I was a little disappointed in the CG. Same. Um, I don't know if that's because of reshoots. There were a couple moments where you could tell that they were clearly placated on a green screen and i don't know if that was reshoots or what it was um but it was a little disappointing there especially because obviously the cgi was so good in the first one Mm -hmm. because tim miller and Mm -hmm. whatever blur studios and uh but i will say the action i think upped a little bit i was expecting like a little bit more from the John Wick director to have a little bit of it. Expecting some hand to hand, there really but, wasn't much. I, yeah, there wasn't much, but when but when they did kind of give you it, when there was like a little bit of like you know unbroken shots, yeah. no cuts during like some hand to hand or even like long shot kind of stuff. It was good. Um, It was great. Yeah. yeah, and I just wish they would have done more. Some of Some
1: good sword fighting. Um, mm-hmm. it was good to see him use those uh, quite a bit more and i think this is probably just the john wick guy going i've got budget to play with i'm going to do something different i don't have yeah. to have this low budget hand to hand practical fight let's see what i can do with some cg mhm
0: yeah and i it, coming back to like the reshoot thing too i don't th- like obviously whatever they did with reshoots helped i don't think anything they did with reshoots was bad yeah um even though everyone was making a big deal about it the only thing for me is i feel like it it clocked in at a, an hour and 50 minutes was long i yeah. And I do think it felt kind of long, Mm -hmm. but I think because of the weird pacing and because of some of the stuff that I think either got got cut or that they just didn't put in because maybe they felt like they didn't have the budget for it, I wish that was added in. I would have been fine with this movie being 20 minutes longer and we had like a little bit more to... I guess, I don't even know if I can call it the main plot. No, like the the motivating plot. Yeah. Um, and then a little bit more dedicated to the side characters. I think that would have gone a long way, and I think it would have elevated it quite a bit for me. But without it, it's still super fun and super funny and enjoyable.
1: What about our boy Josh Brolin sitting at number one and number two at the box office right now as Cable? This guy's having a year. He's got Sicario coming up. I thought he was great as Cable.
0: He was outstanding.
1: He was, yeah. I mean, he
0: he he wasn't I I, I don't even like it's like people like want to try and compare Cable to Thanos, mm-hmm. and I don't even want to do it. I think there's two they're entirely so, different characters so different. But they're both so great and it sucks because I wanted more Cable, mm-hmm. but they still got everything across with him that they needed to get across. Yeah. It just he just does so well in it that that's like why you want more. And like if it was like a lesser if it was a lesser performance or a lesser actor, you wouldn't want more, yeah. But it still like would have worked kind of, but just Brolin's so good as him, and they do like what they need to do with him so well in the writing that that it that works out great. Yep, I
1: thought he was really good. I thought the kid was really good as the fire fist or whatever. He kind of he's he's about ninety percent the same role as he was in Hunt for Wilder yeah. People, but <laughs> yeah. ho- hopefully he doesn't get typecasted as the angry fat <laughs> kid. Um, but yeah. And then you got the musical choices what do you think about the music? They do a lot with music in this movie
0: uh the soundtrack was for the most part outstanding. I would say ninety percent outstanding yeah, a couple duds, but a lot of the music was just hilarious and i was I was a little yeah, and they do it they do have a new. They had like a new, uh, they had a new composer, and they had a new like music team working on it. Mm. Junkie XL yep. was the guy that did the stuff last time, and he left when Tim Miller left. Um, I do think the soundtrack was really good. There's a couple ones that we'll get into in spoilers that I was just kind of like, again, put it. It actually kind of ties into the one of the jokes that they overran too mm. much. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, but uh, the score did let me down like a little bit, and it felt way too superhero movie-y uh, for me at times. And I kind of just like wish they did something different with it, or left it out, or well, didn't.
1: I'm gonna adjust it too much. I, I might blow your mind when we get into spoiler talk with what they did with the score, and I'll tell you okay. about it later. All right. Um, yeah, I think that's it for non-spoiler.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that's... I can't that's... wait for a rewatch. <laughs> just no, to I know what I, thought, I could catch. I, I, I f- straight up got home from the movie last. I went at like a 6 p.m. showing Sunday night. Got home at whatever, like 8, 15, 8 30, and I was just kind of sitting around, like, watching, like, the end of whatever basketball game was on. And I was like, I kind of just, just want to go watch it again. Because
1: you know you – like, you could be watching as hard as you could, and you know you missed 20% of the jokes.
0: I was reading whatever, the Reddit thread today, and I was like, holy – like, how did I miss these things? Yeah. And it, yeah. the thing is, is, like, some of these things, everyone missed and just a few people picked up on and they're like, wow! I can't believe like they did that. It's just something that like once you realize that after the fact that they probably don't even think anyone's gonna realize it during it. You're kind of like, damn, they're smart. They yeah. are funny they're, people. They're they're
1: smarter than me. They're better yeah. writers than me. Yeah, <laughs> they're a better writer than I'm an audience member. <laughs> uh, so uh, grades. So I'm gonna say I think Deadpool One is a better movie, but mm-hmm. I think I had more fun with this one. If that makes sense, like.
0: I get that. I get it,
1: it. It's, it was more fun. It was funnier. But Deadpool 1 is a better put-together movie. The first act was dragged a little bit. Second and third act. Third act was really surprising and fresh. So I think I give De- Deadpool 1 an A. I'm going to give this an A-. All
0: right. Um, I think that I enjoyed Deadpool 1 more, and I do think it was a better movie. That could entirely change on a rewatch, <laughs> second though. viewing, yeah. So, uh. I would put. I would also put Deadpool one in an A. I think Deadpool two is a B plus. Yeah. Um, but I could easily see it rise rise into an A minus. Um, Very
1: good. Let's uh let's get into the guts of this film. A lot of uh, hilarious jokes that we can't wait to cover. So let's spoiler yeah. talk.
0: Yep. All right. So that is it for non spoilers for Deadpool two. Time for spoilers. Deadpool two talk starting right fucking now. Let's go. <laughs> First uh, thing I want to talk about is
1: X Force. <laughs>
0: oh my god oh i can't believe
1: my god that's
0: what they did that is one of the funniest things terry that cruz that poor
1: bastard uh the guy who played it um <laughs> dude they did such a genius job with the marketing of this movie making you think that x-force was going to be a huge part and then i my jaw was agape with what they did
0: I I don't I don't know if I've ever been in a theater that has laughed for that long and been like, oh my god, like just constantly I couldn't like, crying out laughter. <laughs> it was I I was like I, I was like in that weird stage where you're like you're laughing so much that you start coughing. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I need to stop. And like, I, I also stop.
1: couldn't believe what was happening. I was <laughs> confused and laughed like, are they really
0: killing X-Force immediately? <laughs> and th- that was one of the things. When I was watching the movie, I was like, what the fuck? They're really hopping into X-Force and just like not even like doing any background on most of them. They're just yeah. doing this like w- weird LinkedIn interview thing, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Oh, well, that's dumb." And then they kill him off, and I was like, "I'm an idiot." That makes That's sense. hilarious. Yeah. That makes so. That's such like a good move.
1: As soon as as soon, as soon as the Vanisher jumped out of the airplane, and it was just the backpack, <laughs> I was dying, and I was like, "Oh my god, we're in for a treat here."
0: Oh, the the LinkedIn um,
1: interviews were fantastic. Where he goes, yeah, I saw the ad and uh, it just sounded cool. And Brad Rouse immediately goes, "You're in."
0: Yeah, <laughs> just and so- Dupinder's right behind him, yeah. who's been you know trying oh, to like God. get a, get in like this assassin game. Who's like, come on. Oh. Um,
1: how about Vanisher wh- being B- Brad, Brad Pitt? Pitt?
0: <laughs> I what what does your theater respond like when that happened? Because mine. It Mine was, like, me up. and two other people that responded and were like, oh, it shit. It was very
1: brief, so I'm not surprised yeah, no. that other people didn't catch it. But I clearly I noticed them, yeah.
0: We had less people respond to the Brad Pitt thing than responded to, like, the Minnesota airport line. Uh, granted, I live in Minneapolis, so, like, yeah. everyone was like, oh, it's us. That's us. So I was like, yeah, no fucking – yeah, all right, chill out, guys. Also, Brad Pitt was on screen 20 minutes ago. Why, <laughs> yeah. why didn't you guys respond to that?
1: Self-centered. Um,
0: classic minnesotan traits (laughs) speaking of
1: cameos did you know the hillbillies were alan tunyuk and matt damon
0: yeah, no, I, what I the definitely the it was Alan Tudyk. I had yeah, no I, idea it was Matt Damon.
1: When I was, I was like, is that Alan
0: Tudyk? He's in yeah. a lot of makeup, yeah, but yeah.
1: my god, I did not know that was Matt Damon. What is he doing in all
0: these just random cameos I of know. MCU movies? <laughs> that's, I guess that's just his thing. Is He's just going to be in bad movies as the star, and then he's just going to cameo greatly yes. Yes. in like 10 movies. Hilarious. <laughs> um, what did you think about Dupinder and TJ Miller? Because uh, I think those are like the two supporting characters from the past film that like kind of switched the amount of times that they had. You
1: the and movie. I both had concerns that they'd go overboard on DuPender, and mm-hmm. I think they did. You think so? Yeah.
0: I, I think they towed the line pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think if they went any more, yeah. it would have been bad. Did I was you reach my
1: limit? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you did you laugh when he was like sprinting next to them as yes. they were you laughed? Yes, okay. Because I, I felt like that that one would be like the one that people would have been like, come on.
1: I, I I was like it, that was like my limit. I was like, all right, he's yeah. now let's get yeah. him out of here. He clearly yeah. doesn't belong here, but then of course mm. he comes back later, yeah, for more. And I was like, oh man. Um, but T J Miller, I could use more of. He still was really funny.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it Even sucks. Though he's a about a what Yeah, <laughs> whatever the hell is going so on with funny. him in, in real life, so but funny. he he is so funny and i i mean he might garner like the most laughs per joke that he tells Absolutely. in the report per, per yeah. line in this movie and in the previous movie he's just like he just knocks it out of the park every time and i don't it, i i do wish there was more of him i do wish that he would be in the next movie but yeah you know i guess we have to live without him um so
1: i thought he was gonna die
0: because the, he oh, wasn't yeah. in the next movie yeah. they had a perfect out to kill him but then they didn't yeah Yeah, Yeah. I I, I do like what they did in that scene, though, where whatever cable has him tied up. That was another thing before I get to that scene is it felt like they were doing a lot of not even time jumping, just like fast forwarding super fast and just making they took like scenes that had no build up and just like putting them in. Also, the introduction of cable felt weird, like they didn't know, like where to start him off. Well, yeah, that scene
1: you're talking about, they go on the mission and then literally the next scene is T.J. Miller, I think, tied up.
0: Yep. Where it's like
1: no time passed. Scene to scene, come on.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was, it was a weird moment. Um, but it did, it did let TJ Miller just kind of like do his thing. Be hilarious, and, yeah. And like, you, you would, like, I wasn't even expecting him to do what he did, where he was just like tells him everything right off the bat, yeah. which was hilarious. And then also he mentions the wind advisory, which is like a through line that they make clear like four times, but it still, still went hilarious. over my head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, which is even funnier because. Ryan Reynolds mentions foreshadowing yes. earlier, not related to that, related to Juggernaut, but like there's always like almost there's just so many lines that are foreshadowing that you're just like oh it's just like a funny joke or like okay whatever and then it just pays off. The movie's Everything too smart
1: off. and too fast for us. We have to see yeah. it again. Like yeah. I feel like we're doing a disservice talking about all this without seeing it again. But it, it just it's going to be a lot of fun the second time too.
0: There was a there was a review that I saw and it's a it's a it's a tv writer that like i really like following on twitter he does these really funny videos uh he did the fake lando Calrissian song and like the tune of like a childish gambino song mm. he did the uh he did the ready player one fake uh fake theme song where he mm. just like says like remember this remember this remember this ready player one <laughs> um and uh he's really funny but he like has a fucking problem with deadpool i guess he was like he's he tweeted this like he saw like whatever he went to like the red carpet or some shit i guess and he was like deadpool is fine but also why is why is deadpool like minions for adults minions for what like 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 minions minions have like like minion minions have like the one joke because they're like whatever like cute and funny i guess Mm -hmm. and like that's what kids latch onto, and then i guess he's trying to say, like, Deadpool has, like, just, like, the one joke by being meta, and that's what mm. people latch on to, even though it's dumb, which I don't agree with. And no. I think that there's a lot of detractors that try and act like, oh, this is dumb. They fall into their own tropes that they're making fun of. Yeah. And I we, we we talked about this on the on the rewatch for Deadpool 1 a couple weeks ago, that that kind of reasoning is kind of dumb. Like, you can't avoid every single trope. Like, you're still making fun of it. That's the point. Like And there's, I think he even points out that shit that he does is cliche. So There's a lot
1: of different... Approaches. There's fourth wall yeah. breaking. There's meta referencing. There's subversions of expectations. This entire movie, including the marketing to the third act. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't agree with that at all.
0: Yeah. Um, what was your uh, What was your What was your favorite scene? Was your favorite scene the X Force? Yes, absolutely. Landing?
1: Jumping out of my- that, and then I I do think the chase scene afterwards was really good as well.
0: Oh um, yeah, no, yeah. that was awesome. Um, so le- my- those two
1: together. Yeah,
0: up. yeah. My my favorite scene, actually, I, favorite scene, funniest scene, interchangeable for me, I guess, in a movie like this, was after was after all of that, the scene where Ryan Reynolds has the baby legs. Oh my goodness! The way that they <laughs> oh, yeah. have I was the way crying. that they have everyone enter in and just be like, what the fuck? Yeah. And also that they hold off on showing you his bottom half for like the fr- until Cable comes in, or mm-hmm. I think. I was like, I was like, I completely forgot that like he has to regrow everything. Yeah. For some reason, I thought that he was just going to like reattach and like it would like grow back together. So then, like when they showed the legs, it was kind of like, oh my god, this is such. I was wondering a if they weren't going to show
1: us, and then they eventually did, yeah. and it paid off because the tension yeah. was building and everybody mm-hmm. was looking, but the audience, and then we finally get to see. My yeah. whole audience started gasping and like being like oh god and then he He gets up to walk
0: he did the the basic instinct thing where like they show his little baby dick too just just very briefly yeah yeah (laughs) enough to not get an nc-17 rating yeah oh man yeah that was that was a great scene and i also like that scene because it felt like even though the third act felt like it was like half the movie um it was still nice to like have cable Show up there and just kind of be like, "All right, well, here's the fucking deal. Yeah. Like, this is why I was doing what I was doing before. I was glad that they didn't like overplay that. Even though I wanted more cable, I didn't need to see him like process and be like, oh, I need to talk to Deadpool.' Because mm-hmm. you knew, like, we knew that was gonna happen. We and don't they need didn't waste
1: me. a bunch of time making him kind of flip to be somewhat of a good guy. It was just mm-hmm. like, here's what's needed for plot progression, and here's a new villain that no one saw coming for the third act of the movie. Basically, two yeah. villains. Yeah. I did not see that third act coming at all. No. Maybe." Nope the fire guy the fire kid as the main villain i could see coming but no one saw juggernaut being the main villain of the movie and cable teaming up with people
0: yeah um i i do like that they made cable just sort of like he was always like like whatever like a moral character i guess just trying to do whatever the right thing was and even though they never explicitly say that you never explicitly i guess see it in a way you just kind of like feel it you understand like that's what's going on and they didn't have to fucking just like Put it front and center for you, and be like, "All right, he's got to build up." And I just, yeah. I appreciated that. Yeah. Um. Did you? Were you upset that they killed off Vanessa in the beginning? I was
1: at first because I really like her and I love that mm-hmm. dynamic. But yeah, I think it gave him a lot of vulnerability and developed mm-hmm. him as a character more. Even yep. though we'll talk soon about how it's all invalidated.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, which is hilarious. Yeah.
1: But the, yeah, obviously the aha take on me scene kind of got me choked up. It's like this mm-hmm. is this is very touching. I mean, yeah. their chemistry is insane. So mm-hmm. I liked it. Uh, I thought it played well.
0: Yeah, no, I was uh, I was fine with it. And also the fact that they went from killing her into the James Bond esque opening credits, yes. and then just yes. like had like all the credits saying like, did they did they just do that? Yeah. What the fuck? Like what's going on? It's they like just, the audience perspective was again yeah. hilarious. It was like the best James Bond opening credits that have ever been done. So
1: visually incredible. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, that take on me scene was that was tu- that was some touching shit. That was good. that cut that cut deep. It was it was really good. Yeah, I did yeah. not expect it. I did not. expect yeah, it. No.
1: it. Yeah. People in the theater were just silent and just like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> now it's okay if I do it.
0: Uh, what about Domino? Your girl Zazie Beats? I thought she was uh, all right. I loved her. Yeah. She was another character that just like I just wish that she had more time yep. and they did more with her. I think, um, I think now we will get more of her, and we de- yeah we yeah. definitely will. Uh, and uh, she's like whatever, like the perfect character for their their meta jokes yeah. by saying like, everything like oh just works out. <laughs> your your powers aren't cinematic. Yeah. How are we gonna film this? Like what is this? And like everything that was like with her was like super cool to watch because you're like oh shit this is like because it, her her power is just so dumb that it's funny. Yeah. And it just plays right into the hand of the movie, so. I think the scene that got the biggest gasp is
1: when she's fighting all the pedophile nurses. And she's fighting them in the uh, mutant, like, center for pedophiles or whatever. And everybody, all the other pedophiles are getting really messed up. And then this one guy just lands on the edge of a bed. And I'm like, oh, he didn't get that messed up. (laughs) And then a dresser falls on his head and decapitates him. Everyone's like, oh,
0: my God. Yeah, there is a there was some surprisingly graphic stuff. It was um, very gory. The, um I wasn't I even jumped in the beginning when Ryan Reynolds grabs like the, the dude that killed Vanessa mm-hmm. and hugs oh, him. Oh yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. I was not expecting him to turn and jump in front of the bus. Yeah. And then it happened, and I was like I like jumped. I was like, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That was brutal. Um apparently that they they originally had like, a montage of him trying to kill himself mm. and commit suicide, like, a bunch of different ways, and they cut it just for time. Yeah. Um, but I do actually like that, and I do kind of wish... I, I shouldn't say I wish. I should say I appreciate how they did that. This is, like, the, like the, that's the only reason that I was okay with Vanessa being dead is because, like you said, it grew his character. It actually, like, motivated him in certain ways. But it also just kind of... He didn't... It wasn't like he was, like, overly depressed the entire time. He was still being himself, and it was, like, you could tell, like, that's actually how, like, this absurd character would cope. Right. It's just, like, doing what he's doing. Yeah. And so, like, that's just another thing that's just a testament to the writing.
1: Mm-hmm. They were able to develop him emotionally and make him vulnerable physically in the same movie by putting that collar on him. Yep. So, it, yeah, I mean, how does a guy that can't die, can't get hurt, develop it, both of those ways, and they did it. So impressive stuff. Uh, what do you think about Juggernaut, voiced by Ryan Reynolds? I thought the CG was a little spotty on him every once in a while, but overall, he was a welcome treat.
0: Yeah, he was fine. um
1: I actually really liked Colossus in this movie. Way better than I, in the movie number one. He was hilarious. I know
0: Colossus was great in this. Uh, I do. I actually kind of wish that we had more of uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Yeah, although her, her and, her, and Yukio were yeah, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Yeah. Hi Yukio. Hi, Hi Wade. Hi. Bye, Bye YouTube. <laughs> what the um, hell? What was that? <laughs> um, uh, okay, oh, but yeah, no, Colossus was great.
1: Let me blow your mind. Um, you said that you didn't really like the score or remember it too much. I was the only one that picked up on this in the theater with the people I saw it with. And I, then it, go ahead.
0: Are you going to talk about the Colossus juggernaut fight? No,
1: uh, yes. And the okay. audio that was playing? Did you Yeah, c-
0: the, the score for that. I realized that.
1: You realized they were saying holy balls." yeah okay yeah, yeah. just making no, sure that was hilarious that, no, that was, was cracking me up and they did yeah. it they did it more i think too than just that fight um but basically i turned to my friend i was like holy do you hear that they're doing they're saying holy balls!'" <laughs> yeah yeah so i yeah. thought that was hilarious and no that
0: was great and i don't think there was i like I, I guess at the very least i didn't really like notice anyone else realize it yeah because it was like subtle enough that they like mm-hmm. weren't overplaying it that just you could holy like shitball, yeah, holy yeah. yeah but then again
1: i don't remember any of the, any of the other score so maybe you're right
0: yeah um what did you think about the, uh, did you like Did you like the X-Men cameo?
1: I loved it. And it was basically the point of the movie where I was like, well, they're from the 80s, or 90s, 80s-ish, 90s, and Deadpool's current, ple- present day. So here's where I just have to throw out all logic. And especially when you get time travel involved, it's always a shit show. So you just had to throw it away and say, this is Deadpool. Just have fun with it.
0: Especially, yeah, especially with the time travel, too. Another thing that the writers are clearly very smart about is the fact that it's, like, impossible to write a time travel movie without any sort of logical leaps or suspension of disbelief or just, like, absurd misconnections and rules that you have to break Mm -hmm. to make it work. And they even point that out with Cable, like, whatever, he only has two time jumps, and Ryan Reynolds, like, probably the best fourth wall break is, like, that's lazy writing. (laughs) Yeah, he he did that multiple (laughs) times in the movie. But then they, they then they solve it and they completely play it back at the end of the movie and the in the post credits where he has whatever Negasonic fix the time travel. Mm-hmm. Negasonic and Yu-Gi-Oh! fix the time travel thing so he can use it and do obviously the funny shit that he does, which is you know <laughs> killing himself, writing Green Lantern. Yeah. Oh my <laughs>
1: God, was that hilarious?
0: Killing killing himself in X Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> yep. Yep.
1: And then um, saving Vanessa, which part of me at first was like oh, well, that negates the whole movie and all of his emotional development is now invalid. And then I said, Nah, whatever, it's Deadpool.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I'm glad she's
1: back because she's great.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any other... uh, You got any other main points?
1: (laughs) I got a couple other just random things. The fact that he said the sun's getting real low to Juggernaut was fantastic.
0: Oh, yeah. No, he had – I mean, he had that. He had a Black Widow comment. He had Brown Panther. Brown Panther, um, yeah. He had – Thanos. Uh,
1: he called him Thanos. He called Cable yeah, Thanos. Yeah, he called him
0: Thanos. He, he had a couple other ones that I can't remember, but he had like six Marvel Universe comments. He had, I think, one or two DC Universe comments. Yep. And then obviously in the beginning it was the Logan doll yes. spinning, which is also hilarious that like he just wanted to die the entire movie. Yeah to kind of reflect that logan died despite to spite wolverine <laughs>
1: yeah. um and then i really like that they referenced the bag of coke next to the cure for blindness mm-hmm. and they had yeah. the cure for blindness under the floorboards yeah the uh the one gag that i think is a spoiler that went on for a little too long was him dying the first time they did it the second time was good but oh, they just kept going cut one of those and it's a more efficient joke i think
0: I thought that was fine. the uh, The joke that got me the most was the dubstep thing that they kept coming yeah. back to, and Brutal. I was just like, "It was funny the first time, and then they kept doing it." and I was like, "All right, stop!" And that's that's the one part of the soundtrack I didn't like is how they kept playing the bangering song yeah.
1: or whatever. Yeah, Skrillex. Yeah, and then in that scene, Cable had some bad writing. He was like, "Deadpool's like, you can't kill me," I'm, he, and then Cable goes, "I've I've been known to kill anything," or something like that. Yeah, and then he also said something like. Ugh, I hate EDM, and it was just some bad stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, they yeah, there was yeah,
1: very high it's highs, a, not some lower faults, lows yeah. than DP one, but
0: overall, just a blast. Yeah, just a blast. Yep. Um, I think
1: that's it what, for me. Yeah.
0: What? Uh, what do you think? Do you think? Do you think we get a? Do you think we get a Deadpool three? I think. Or do, do you think we X-Force. get X Force? Or yeah. do we think? I think we get Deadpool three colon x-force okay you know? okay yeah yeah are you are you content with the characters that they have currently as like an yeah. x-force it's a hilarious team? it'd be hilarious <laughs> yeah, i hope they go group. back and get terry cruz though oh my god that would be great yeah. and
1: maybe the puke face it guy yeah, as well yeah shadow star was dumb
0: oh i was so happy he died that was, was hilarious. So hilarious yeah because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he's such a dick um oh
1: hold on there's one more that uh what's his face the guy that had no power said he goes, I, he's putting on sunscreen in the plane and goes, I don't know much about this cable fella, but I guarantee you he hasn't killed as many people as melanoma. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So <laughs> good.
0: So good. That so good. landed, that landed um, in my theater. That is played by Rob Delaney, by the way. Mm-hmm. Peter is played by Rob Delaney. Hilarious fall on Twitter. He's got a pretty funny Hulu show too, I think. Nice. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm excited for any more Deadpool. Hopefully Disney doesn't shut him down or make him Whatever. PG-13, uh-huh. although I do have faith with these writers and with Ryan Reynolds.
1: If they went PG-13, you and I would, I think, and other people would send a message, and we wouldn't go see it. Like, come on. What are you doing, Disney?
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: all right. Grades again. Deadpool 1 was an A. Deadpool 2 is an A-. I liked, I think it's more of a fun movie than Deadpool 1, but not as good of a movie as Deadpool
0: 1. Yep, yep. Very close. Uh, Yeah. Deadpool 1, A for me. Deadpool 2, B+, plus could Easily rise on a rewatch, uh, still worth your money. Ugh, it's sequels, a fun time. sequels
1: can be bad news, and, yeah. and I'm just glad they pulled it off. I can't,
0: I can't wait to see this again. It was yeah, fantastic. All right, uh, thank you for listening. Please subscribe and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, share, comment, like on whatever you found it on. If it's any sort of social media, check out cultureshift.com for any new posts that we have up there and. Remember that you can always support us at glitchwork.com support. Patreon, Amazon ordering needs. Literally just takes you straight to Amazon. You just do your normal Amazon stuff. Or we have merchandise on TeePublic. I uh, got some pretty cool stuff. I got a new shirt last week. Nice. Chicago Skyline. Um, and you can give us feedback. Glitchwork.com slash feedback. Anonymous feedback. Let us know how to run the site better. Let us know how to run the podcast better. All that fun stuff. Next week we'll be back with Solo, a Star Wars story.
1: Early reviews are in. It's fine
0: yeah <laughs> which yeah.
1: is kind of what i expected so yep I'm a, I'm a star wars fanboy you are not so should have a good discussion next week oh yeah well, on we will the, uh, the han solo that needed acting lessons so yep we'll see yeah
0: donald glover <laughs> might be the saving grace there for me yes yes all right thank you for listening we'll uh we'll see you next week